Attention audience, this is Lugan from the Hoodoo Alliance calling on all heroes to help stop the villainous movie ripper, Iraq, from taking down Wonder Woman. Back in the 80s, there's a little time travel involved, but that's okay, we can get around that. But beware, he's not alone. And this situation does not look good. But to give you some background, <laughs> Eric and I decided to watch Wonder Woman this week to all of those who uh, heard our last podcast and decided to join us. And where I thought it was an okay movie, because I, I can only defend so so much, that's why I need help on this one. Eric, what did you think about this movie, you know, before we get into uh, spoilers? The evil supervillain E-Rock here, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I know I just kind of put you on the spot there. I was wondering uh, if you're going to go with that. Was brilliant. That was brilliant, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'll play. I'll play ball. I'll play ball. No, this, ladies and gentlemen, we reviewed Wonder Woman 1984, um, released on December 25th, 2020, both simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. Runtime of two hours and 31 minutes, starring. Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and The Mandalorian's own Pedro Pascal. It was so weird. Directed and written once again by Patty Jenkins. And one would wonder what happened between Wonder Woman <laughs> 1 and Wonder Woman 1984. It's like uh, Jordan, d- defend please before I go off the rails. Right. <laughs> So we we briefly had a discussion about this because a recording got delayed a little bit. We had briefly talked our thoughts on this movie. <clears throat> and before we get into spoilers and into the actual movie itself, Eric and I will both agree uh, and meet in the middle to the point where this movie had a lot of potential to be a really good movie and we felt that it fell short. Uh, not to say that in in some terms it was a horrible movie and not to go watch it, but it wasn't as good as it had the potential to be. Like where I think you used the example, this could have been Thor's Ragnarok, and instead that's not what we got. I mean, I don't know what movie to compare it to in the Marvel Universe, but um, when it comes down to the two of them, we thought that the original Wonder Woman was a lot better than this one. And even though it had the potential to be a good movie, it just fell short of being a really good movie. Uh, but in my mind, I feel that the DC Universe has had that reputation with these movies when compared to Marvel, especially. Um, so that being said, I do feel, before we get into spoilers, that anyone who enjoys the DC movies um, should definitely give it a watch. I, I think it was an okay movie. There definitely could have you know, been better. It definitely had its issues. But I wouldn't say it was the worst movie out there. Um, it could be argued that it might have been the worst DC movie or hero movie. I'm, I'm, there's all kinds of arguments could be made there, but I, I still think it's worth watching to anyone who enjoys the DC movies, especially the Wonder Woman movies. I just think the first one was definitely better. Do you have anything to add to that without uh, completely ripping into this movie? It was just this movie was such such an utter utter disappointment for me. Um, in every way, like like it's it's no secret that I'm I'm not a fan of, you know, the DC Cinematic Universe, nor is the world for the most part. Yeah, you know, um, it's no secret they are, they they are really 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 good at making movie trailers, not great at making movies. Um, <laughs> the trailers for the DC movies are always phenomenal. The movies are lacking. Uh, Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman was one of those exceptions. It was it was a phenomenal ride from start to finish, you know, suffered from a little bit of a weak third act. Um, but it, it was it was great. And I was very excited with the positive response that the first Wonder Woman got to see where they advanced everything going um, going forward. And it wasn't it was a step back. It was a step. It was not a step forward for Wonder Woman as a as a franchise, um, the character, or you know the the greater DC you know cinematic universe. It was a step back, and I was very disappointed for that because there was such such potential mm-hmm. um, for this movie to continue 
a a upward tra- upward tra- trajectory and it, it, it doesn't it, it was it was one step forward two step backs when it was two steps back when it came to the wonder woman franchise um so yeah i mean if you want to watch it watch it if you haven't already um but it's it's not the wonder woman that you that you're hoping for you know so obviously it did not pass the the rewatch and I, i'm assuming it didn't pass the watch test either no, this this movie runtime of two hours and thirty one minutes. This was a a long, yes, two hours and thirty one minutes. I, I mean, I had to pause this movie multiple times, just just to try and understand logic behind what was happening throughout the plot to begin with. But also just because I was like, I am, I need to, I I got shit to do. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, not really. My whole schedule was clear to watch this movie, but I was trying to make up shit to do so I could get out of finishing this movie. You know, I was like, do I have laundry I need to fold? Damn it. I folded my laundry before I watched this movie. Well, maybe I can go do some dish. No, dishes are done. Shit. I have no excuse not to watch this fucking movie anymore. It's just, uh, all right. It was a hard. It was a, it was a drag, man. All right, so with that, let's jump into this. Uh, this is the spoiler-free end zone. Uh, so anybody who wants to watch this movie before this recording or this viewing, go watch it, come back, join us, and tell us what you think uh, because this is where we're going to dive into it. And I want to start <clears> – let's just start with the time frame because that was a thing for me too. It was You said it was like two-and-a-half-hour movies, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. A little about, give or take. Two hours and thirty-one minutes. Yeah, I definitely think they could have cut it down to to two hours, even if not less, because there was although there was a lot of things in this movie. I feel like there was times where the movie dragged just a little bit to try and tell a point. And, and granted, you know, they I, I know they had some really good visual effects, and they, I think they you know obviously they had some really good acting, which is some of the things I I enjoyed in this movie. Um, surprisingly one of my favorites is just just having chris pine back in this movie which i know we'll get into as far as why he's even in this movie uh being the time jump uh, but i i did really enjoy that but even then they could have cut down so much there were so many scenes where i'm like well they could have trimmed like this they could trim that and i know we've talked about this in other movies where you can make the movie shorter you can make the movie longer and it may make it better it may make it worse but this one did seem longer than it really was um, and it was a long movie to begin with. So I definitely agree with you there. I definitely think that the flow and the length of the movie were definitely downsides to this and it definitely hurt it, um, uh, consider it like it's kryptonite, so to speak. Um, but well, I, well, I, well yeah, done, sir. Thank well you. Stated. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think that was the only thing that hurt this movie. Uh, the story was okay. I mean, I, I guess it was a good plot to have you know Chris Pine's character come back and have the enemy and the challenge for Wonder Woman. Um, and I do kind of like that we're still seeing a Wonder Woman that's kind of becoming Wonder Woman because after the first movie ended, you know, she is Wonder Woman, and we've seen the now Wonder Woman in the other DC movies. Uh, Justice League and so on. So we see what she's become, and this is kind of like that transition pivotal point. But I do think that, like you said, it was kind of like we started getting the Wonder Woman we already see, and then we kind of step back, and now she's the Wonder Woman that we see. You know, it instead of it just being like a struggle, it's kind of like, hey, she's already there, but then she takes a step back because Steve comes back into the picture, and then she has to struggle with all that, and she doesn't know what to do, and then she moves on. You know, like it, it did seem an out of place movie for this genre. That being said, I still love the fact that Chris Pine was in this movie that, that made the whole movie to me. And that's the sad part. I it, we'll, we'll touch on that. The Chris Pine part again to begin with. I love Chris Pine. I loved him in wonder woman. I love him in star Trek. I love him in pretty much everything he does. He is an absolute delight mm-hmm. on screen. Um, and just seems to have so much fun anytime you know, no matter what the character is he's playing. Um, there's no exception to that here. He seems like he's having fun, really, a really good job, you know, having a lot of fun playing this character. The problem is the character has no place in this movie, and, it, and it's not the character that we know from the original Wonder Woman. 
um, in World War One. It's not that's that Steve Trevor. This is no. a caricature. It's a goofy <clears throat> side off. You know, it, it's it's a gimmick is is what it is, and I think it to me it ruins. It ruins the character and it ruins the relationship that was developed between, you know, um, Diana Prince and Steve Trevor in the original Wonder Woman by by bringing him back and and making him this goofball. And it was it was it was guised under the well, he's in the 80s. It's the future. Everything's spectacular and and whatnot. And I get that there are certain there are certain moments of that that are that are that are fine and, 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 and humorous, but Pop it's, starts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and small things like that would have been, would have been great, but like that character would not have acted like that. Yeah. I, you know, I, the, I knew where you're coming from. That, that character because... would not have been that way. And also let me, let me, let me go to the, the, the huge elephant in the room here. You know, Steve Trevor comes back because of the wish. Yes. You know, her, 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 her wish. That's how he comes back. But how he comes back is literally taking over some random dude's body. Just, yeah, his spirit comes back, but not his body. So, yeah. so what happened to this dude's spirit? Like, we see this dude at the end of the movie, not Steve Trevor anymore. Yeah. He this knows. dude just lost, like, two he, weeks of his life. He, yeah, he probably just blacked out and had no clue what was going on. You know, and, and Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor, the spirit of Tr- Steve Trevor in this man's body, were just straight up eating this dude's Pop-Tarts and making sweet, <laughs> sweet whoopee in the bed. And, you know, I mean, in just it, it was it was just so weird that yes. it was an, just a random dude that she saw as Steve Trevor, you know. And then at the end of the movie, he's just back to being a random dude with no frame of reference for what happened or you know, it was just such so freaking bizarre it, yeah i'll give you that i mean the way he comes back in this movie and just him being in this movie does not i don't i agree doesn't do his character well and it doesn't do the movie well i i get the whole point that you know diana is still dealing with steve's loss from the first movie even though it's like years and years and years it's later almost 60 years yeah so even with all of that um like i i get it but i don't i think they could have done it a different way like instead of him coming back and you know pos- possessing essentially someone else's body and doing all that they could have found an other way uh, to make it lady like the, the somehow the wish you know like tormented his soul and she's just trying to save him so that he's back at peace or something so, I don't know something weird like that but even that being said I enjoyed the the comical side of Steve in the 80s because everything is new to him and I even you know adapting the fact that you know before he supposedly died in the plane crash and all in the, in the first movie that he had seen stuff to open his mind to the the possibility that anything is real, you know, the gods and all that. So being in the eighties, he knows just like <clears throat> Diana came in to his world. He is now in a new world and everything's going to be different, but he's more accepting of it. It's not like he's afraid of it. He's more like, okay, what is this? Because he knows going through all of it in the first movie that he's now in a different time. Things have changed. You know, this is not his norm, but this is now her norm. And, you know, he's willing to adapt a little bit easier. Does take a little away from the character. I agree with you there. Because in certain scenes, it's like, you know, a kid in a candy shop. In other scenes, it's like, oh, yeah, now this is easy. I can jump and fly this plane. They're all the same. You know, hundreds of years, it yeah. doesn't matter. They're all what, the same. It's like, whatever. What's up with that? The, he's such a phenomenal pilot of biplanes from World War One that he can hop into a freaking... F-16 and and just immediately pick up on how to fly an F-16 or whatever that plane was, you know? Yeah, just the jet in general. No, and oh, I agree with you. I was like, like some of it, I was God. like, eh. Like, and just the way he interacts. It's like, you know, he's, you can, instead of him struggling, like if he had to struggle a little bit more, I think that would have made it a little better for, for him to fit into this, this time frame. But he was able to adapt so quickly, and it was more the comical side of things, which I did like the comical side of it. I liked seeing him in her time frame, just like she was in his time frame from the first movie. Like I liked that role reversal, but they just didn't 
hit on it in a, in a good way. So it kind of took value away from it. There are, um, there are so many other ways for them to oh, I definitely agree tell, tell a story where <clears throat> Diana was still dealing with the death, death of, um, of Steve Trevor. Yeah. He could have been a ghost, like a little memory ghost or something that she or would not, look not and just that. see, you know? Yeah. Yeah, not even that. I mean, just or flashbacks, something had, of that yeah, nature. Yeah, he had he had no reason to be in this movie at all. There was zero um, reason. There was zero addition. Him being in it did added nothing to the movie, despite as lovable as Chris Pine is. Well, His he did teach her how to this, fly, which was such a bullshit scene. <laughs> such a bullshit scene. That was so garbage. But. That was such a garbage <laughs> moment. I hated that moment so much. I, the Wonder Woman learns to fly scene. It was just, it was the definition of cheese and... and I liked and hated it at the mm, same time. I, I did not like that um, scene at all. Just, I, that just was like one of those, the invisible That was jet. one of those moments that I was like, oh my God, they're fucking going here. They're, yeah. really, they're really doing this now. Now the invisible jet, fun callback to you know the um the old television show and 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 cartoons and everything of wonder woman and the the invisible jet that was a fun callback when 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 they went to the smithsonian and they they go to steal a jet i'm like that's cool we're gonna get the invisible jet that's 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 kind of cute how we got it didn't like at all but the yeah, fact that no. they threw that in there it, i'm like all right cool whatever yeah, they're just yeah, throwing, they're just throwing little, every little, little easter wonder- egg yeah i was like all right I, I'll, I'll go with that yeah they I just threw the every thing. wonder woman reference at the, the wall that they could get to stick and let's talk about this why'd they steal the jet they still stole the jet because they needed something to go to egypt because steve couldn't get on a plane because he didn't have a passport because he was in another man's body, but he didn't have a passport and couldn't get a passport because he was a man from another time. They also despite, need something fast to travel fast. Despite being in a man's body that could just go to the airport and, 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 and do that, it didn't make sense. But they need something fast to get to Egypt, which, by the way, jets, not for international flight. <laughs> jets, very localized fighters. You know, there's a reason there's aircrafts, aircraft carriers that are all over the world is because the jets can't fly all over the world. Look, look, it, it turns so invisible. From, so we don't worry about from fuel. DC and you fly one way straight to Egypt, not stopping for fuel, nothing. Just enjoying the fireworks along the way. All willy-nilly. Honestly, though, had they stopped for fuel, that would have made it even better. <laughs> I, I would have loved that. Just like I would have been more okay parked, with that. You know, parked you know? on the side of it, you know, getting some cans of gas to carry back over to the jet or something you know, stupid. Like, that would be funny. But uh, it's, it's all because of the invisibility. They made it invisible. Therefore, the fuel was invisible, and it was infinite. Exactly. It's, it's just Hell, invisibility common, also, common logic. also amplifies your fuel efficiency. Yes, it's common logic. It's, it's, it's you know, invisible flight oh 101. God. The plane's it, it, not there. Therefore, there's no fuel. Therefore, you don't have to worry about it. And here's the thing. I mean, there are, it's a comic book movie. There are leaps in logic. There are leaps in logic, logic in the MC universe, which I'm a huge fan of. There are leaps in logic in the Star Wars universe, which is, you know, no basis in reality. Nothing in Star Wars exists, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some sort of level of, of, of grounded logic that runs through and wonder woman 1984 throws all of that shit out the window i mean yeah everything out the window it, it's just I, I can't describe it like it's just a very long it it's so much camp it's just so much camp it's 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 ridiculous um even the fight scenes will touch on like some of the combat and everything. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I, I enjoyed some of the fight scenes, but they didn't seem to kind of hold their own like they did in the first movie. Like I just seemed no. a, a step back or two. No, um, and they seemed they seemed cheesier. Like the whole Wonder Woman running, running through the convoy when they're in Egypt scene. Yeah, it just it just <clears throat> it was so, such bad CG and such bad effects. It just came off it, it came off like it was the old TV show, you know. Maybe Which, that was the that was may have say, been that the might intent. have been the intent of it. That uh, might have been the intent, but I think it was a bad decision, especially following up what you did in the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. It was a bad call to go that route. Um, 
Cause small I, things like her, you know, swinging through lightning, using lightning to swing, you know, with the lasso of truth. That was cool. You know, her learning yeah, to fly. Yeah, I was a feeling all dumb. that too. Yeah. <laughs> now I could but, be wrong, but didn't I guess depending on because I I'm not you know a big follower of the DC. You know, more in the last couple of years have I gotten into DC and learning more about the DC characters. Um, but if I remember correctly, didn't Wonder Woman could fly, but it, or, or I guess it depended on the comics or, or cartoons or shows because in some she could fly and some she couldn't like actually fly. She used the lasso to fly or something. Yeah. I thought, so, I mean, I kind of like looked at those couple of scenes. I'm like, all right, well, this is cool. I mean, I, the invisible jet I knew. So I was like, that's cool. I, I always thought that she couldn't fly and that's what she used the invisible jet for. But then other times she could fly. So I'm like, well, what was the point of the invisible jet if she could fly anyway? So it was like. You know, having the two together never made sense to me. And granted, I know know I'm not, you know, in on all of the Wonder Woman history as far as the comics and all go. So please don't hold it against me. And and, yeah, and and neither am I. I don't know. I I was definitely I grew up a Marvel kid, not a DC kid, with the exception of Batman. Mm -hmm. I was always a Batman fan my entire life. But um, other DC, you know, I've kind of learned bits and pieces along the way. Um, But yeah, I mean, as far as I know in some you know canon situations she flies and others she doesn't but that it doesn't matter it's how we how we get there um so i'll I'll stop shitting for 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 a moment because i do want to talk about the good the good and the bad aspects of the villains in this movie yes yes i really really liked pedro pascal's performance as Max Lord. I did too. Now, I'm not going to lie. It, it took me a minute or two to get used to it because having just finished watching the, the second season of Mandalorian before jumping into this, I think yeah. this is probably the first thing I've actually seen him in a role outside of Mandalorian that I've actually paid attention to. I know he's been in other stuff, but more recently, I jumped from Mandalorian straight to this. I'm like, wow, this is really hard. I was like, it's not the same guy, but it totally is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it. Once I, you know, started getting into the movie, I started enjoying his character more and more. And I, I loved his performance. Yeah. Um, I, I liked I liked the character's performance. I liked his con artist nature. He was over the top and he was amplified. And he himself was campy, but it worked for his con man persona because that's what he was. He was, yeah, he was it basically a con really man. well for the character. The one problem I do have is that... By the end of this movie, you know, the whole wrap up is, is he's, he becomes the wishing stone and together more and more power grants these, you know, wishes, the wishes of, you know, the majority of the population in the world, which causes all this crazy shit to go on and just shit, boom, 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 all these anarchy ensues, you know, wishes being granted everywhere. And the whole theme of the movie is the whole, you know, be careful what you wish, wish for. You can't capture, you know, you can't capture, recapture things that you lost. You can't, you know, accepting, accepting who you are and embracing, um, you know, your, your, your history, the good, the bad. I mean, there's, there's all these themes that are, that are tied through, which are represented in both Wonder Woman getting over Steve Trevor, um, you know, Max Lord dealing with his shit, uh, Cheetah dealing with her shit all of these things are represented just in a very, very poor way. So Max Lord getting all this power and, and becoming the wishing stone and granting all these wishes, you know, the whole concept of wishing of the wishing stone is the monkey's paw where it'll grant your wish, but it also takes what you, what you, what you, what you care about the most, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what it does. And in the case of Max Lord, it took his health. So he was dying throughout the entire movie and scrambling to find a way to survive. Um, Thus, granting wishes for the entire world, pulling because he can pick and choose what he what he takes from people because he's the stone, uh, essentially. And then realizes that the most important thing to him is his son but doesn't give up his power for his son. Just get gets talked down by Wonder Woman using the lasso of truth to communicate with the rest of the world. So he loses his power by everyone else in the world giving up, giving back their wishes. Would it not, correct me if I'm wrong, would it not be much more impactful had how everything gets fixed 
is Max Lord gives up his wish to be the wishing stone because he sees that what he's doing is separating him from his son, which is what he truly cares about the whole time. And, and that whole character progression and development it was where I thought it was going. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is kind of like the whole Max Lord story arc. I'm like, this is kind of cool. You know, he's ignoring his son, but we know he loves his son and his son only wants to spend time with his dad. Doesn't care if his dad's rich or famous or anything, just wants to spend time with his dad. And I was like, this is, this is kind of neat. I can see where we're going to, you know, the villain is going to realize that he never needed all of this. You know, he, everything he needed was right in front of him, which was his son and his relationship with his son. And we never get that point, you know. It, I just want to take a quick, quick moment to let everyone know that this is one point for the heroes because we now have the villain admitting that there is a little bit that was good in this movie, but that battle's over because we're not right back to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> we're right back into it. Because um, it's just no, so... I, I definitely agree with you um, because one of my things was is the way this movie went and granted, I know when we look at superhero movies, we kind of hold them to a certain level, to a certain value. We look at the good guy versus the bad guy. We want the good guy to win in this epic battle and you know, they come on top, and then, boom, everything's fixed and, and resolved. And in this movie, although, you know, we kind of get that, it, it's not... I don't feel like Wonder Woman saved the day. Yes, she did. I mean, but it was really... And, and I, I get it on, on a superhero side. Not It's not always comes down to battle. It was more, you know, she talks some sense into the world, and the world just kind of like, hey, you know what? I don't really need to win the lottery. I don't really need to be famous, blah, 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 blah. And then kind of reverse all the wishes. But at the same time, we we had this lead up with, you know, the fight with her and Cheetah and all that. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. But we know we're not going to see that kind of battle with the uh, uh, Max or Maxwell. Because he's not like the super, you know, beefy god from the first movie. He just has... The power of the wishing stone, which was created by, you know, a god. And that's like the only tie in there. Uh, but I just, I felt like the the ending wrap up wasn't that strong. Um, I felt like it could have been better. You know, there, there could have, you know, even like you said, if, if he would have realized his wish and, you know, reversed his wish, therefore canceling all of the wishes, that would have been a little bit more powerful. Had, you know, her words kind of like hit him at home. Or somehow tricked a wish or something to reverse everything. I don't know. Some other way. Instead, you know, what she ended up doing was talking the world into reversing their wishes. Therefore, taking his power away from him and making him less powerful. Which works. I mean, you're relying on the world to help you. And I get that from a superhero standpoint. Sometimes you can't do it all by yourself. You need other help. But I just felt like the, the ending battle for her and this movie just didn't fit um, as far as the story and all goes. I mean, and I get it. I mean, we've had some really good battles and all that, but when you, when we had the first movie and it was actually, you know, battle of the gods, it made it seem like a worthy battle. Um, and granted, they could have been wanting to go that angle to make it seem like, Hey, we're all heroes. Hey, we all have the power to make the right decisions. And I get that. That's cool. I just don't think it fits the way this movie went. Um, so I, I can see where you're coming from with all that, but that yeah. doesn't take away from uh, Pedro's acting. No, I, I no, definitely I mean, liked his character in this movie. His performance in the character, I really in, in dug. I, I loved the cheesy 1980s con man vibe. I, mm-hmm. I really did. Um, it was just so poorly executed. Like the motivations just weren't there. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to get started. Get, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on Kristen Wiig as as Cheetah as well. Um, yes. Yeah. Kristen Wiig is is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I love her as as you know Cheetah, aka you know Barbara Minerva. Um, you know the whole nerdy way that she starts, which this is almost an eighty tro- eighty trope in of itself. Where if you take if you take if you take a, a very attractive woman and put glasses and baggy baggy clothes on her, all of a sudden she's considered unattractive (laughs) despite Kristen Wiig being gorgeous in no matter what in this movie 
nerdy form or, you know, confident form later on, it, it, I just found that, I just found that humorous that the, 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 the old trope of you, if you put a girl in glasses and baggy clothes, she's supposed to be unattractive. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're telling you she's not attractive. Um, you know, despite the contrary, uh, just always found that fun. But I, I loved her character. I loved her relationship with Diana Prince and how she looked up to Diana Prince and wanted to be more like her. Thus, the wish she wishes to be more like Diana Prince. Yeah. Not knowing that she's Wonder Woman, which is how she gets her powers and abilities and strength and everything. Um. But her monkey's paw moment was it was it took her it's it took her love of humanity away Mm -hmm. you know because she was a very caring and loving person before and it took that away from her and she became this you know selfish and 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 vindictive person you um, know throughout it and go ahead well no i was just gonna say the hit on that i kind of liked that side of her throughout this movie more than I like the cheetah, because I mean, even that that battle towards the end with her becoming uh, the cheetah and all that it was cool and all, but I no. I don't think it was necessarily because no, it, I think her character fit great throughout the whole movie up to that point. Like like I get having cheetah as the main villain or having as a villain of Wonder Woman and all that, and I get that that's awesome, but I don't think they needed that. It, I think they would have been better had they switched it up and made that kind of like the cheetah part was her curse along with it instead of being another wish that um maxwell took from someone else like just cut all that out you know had it been like you know her just doing herself and then after the movie's done some of the wishes that were still granted can't be undone and as a consequence we start seeing the change in her and now she can become a main villain in the next movie I'd have been happy with that. Yeah. I think that would have been great. Yeah, I mean, seeing seeing her seeing her start to turn downhill, you know, that was that was fine. You know, her damn near killing that dude that assaulted her in the park, on the street. That was an intense scene. That was neat to see. Yeah. That that was that was that transition moment where we see that she is she has she is becoming something different. Um, but then, and we start seeing her. You know where. And I, I love this, and I thought it was at the time, despite already not liking this movie by this point in the film, I was like, this is kind of neat. I like this. I like the, you know, this is Cheetah, but she doesn't have to look like a fucking cat. It's just Wonder Woman dressed in Cheetah print clothes and and leather. And I'm like, that's cool. Cool. Awesome. Great. Great costume design. Great outfits. Phenomenal. And then we get to you know, towards the end of the movie where she rescues Max Lord from the white house. And, and in the helicopter, she's like, I wish to be an apex predator. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? That's what it is. She's, she's got the powers of wonder woman and she just sits here and goes, I wish to be an apex predator. And the next time we see her, it's fucking Judy Dench from, from, from the cats movie. You know, it's freaking tiddlywinks or whatever the name of the freaking cat is, is basically what we got in that final fight scene, you know, and and then to make it even to make that whole final fight even cheesier. There's this whole buildup for Wonder Woman in this golden suit of armor that was the the armor of the Amazon that sacrificed everything to to Astro. Pro- yeah, Astro to protect the world. And, and, and the suit of armor was crafted for for her to be you know the one that sacrifices everything and we're like okay so wonder woman is this person that sacrificed everything and they really try and make that by her giving up giving back her wish of steve treasure trevor which made no sense to begin with for her having that wish but cool i'll let it slide she's trying to be the example that we all live by i get i get where they're going well and i guess the thing is is when they first hit on that wish it, it they make it appear then it could be the argument can be made whether it's it's good or not as far as the way they do it but they make it appear that she doesn't choose to make the wish because she doesn't know she's making that wish like had she been given the choice like hey this stone actually works you can wish for steve back 
you know, would you make that wish? It was kind of more like subconscious. She's like, you know, holding the stone. She's thinking of Steve because she's kind of, you know, in that mindset where she's like, she misses him and she just happened to be holding the stone. And then the wish comes true before she even realizes the stone actually grants wishes and the whole story behind it. So, like, I kind of get that, but I thought that part was clever because it was more of like an accidental wish that brought him back. But at the same time, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Dude, best I, I bet- will say. Best wish of the whole movie was the guy wishing for a cup of coffee. Yes, yes, that was hysterical. I love that. That's like, it. hey, it. it works. I'm like, hmm. Um, Best wish of the entire movie. I will that, say that nice guy wish. was my secret delight for this film. <laughs> the guy coffee guy wishing for uh, wishing for a cup of coffee. I was going to say nice shout out to um, Astra. Uh, assuming that you you made it to the credits and then some. Yes. I, yes I, okay. Yeah. Linda, Car- Linda, the Linda Carter drop at the end of the credits. So yeah, I had to go back and do a little research because, you know, obviously I never really watched the original TV series. But I'm like, hmm, I feel like there's some type of resemblance there or um, not resemblance, uh, reference there. So I was like, I did a little digging. I'm like, OK, cool. You know, shout that out to the original Wonder Woman. The original Wonder Woman. I was like, nice shout out. I like that. That was cool. So I like that little cameo. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, as far as this whole movie goes, we had some good acting. And actually, I want to hit on... Um, Gal Gadot is uh, Diana. I wanted to see what your your uh, your impression of her in this character. <clears throat> I I I I I love her as Wonder Woman. I think she's a phenomenal Wonder Woman, and she was in the previous film, um, a phenomenal Wonder Woman. She was in Batman versus Superman, which I also hated, but <laughs> she was not a pro- She was not the issue in that movie. No, um, I, I agree with you there. I, I do like her as Wonder Woman. I think she plays a good Wonder Woman. Um, I did like, well, obviously, the original Wonder Woman uh, a lot better. Or not the original one, like the, the first Wonder Woman. And I did mm-hmm. like her in like Justice League, like the Wonder Woman we see in Justice League and all that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. This Wonder Woman, and I don't think it's her. I think it's just the story being told. Uh, I, I still think she was a good Wonder Woman, but I, I think the wonder woman could have been better. And I don't think that's her as an acting. Like I like her as a, the character. I just think the story was rough for that character. She, she never feels like wonder woman in this movie. And to be honest with you, we never see, we never see her as wonder woman in this movie. Most of this movie, she is Diana Prince. The majority of this movie, she is not wonder woman. She is Diana Prince. And the times that we do see her as wonder woman are are just cheesy as fuck and just have no weight. It's not the, there, there's never the, there's never the trench scene from, from Wonder Woman one. There's never the, this is what I stand for. This is this. I'm doing this because it, because it is right. There's never that moment. They try and make the last of truth moment at the end where she's speaking to the world through Max Lord that moment but that's not that moment because there's because there's the whole movie there's nothing that makes that moment deserved you know so we never see we never see wonder woman in this movie yeah well the same thing with uh, her giving up steve you know it's like that little moment when she kind of like runs away and gives up her wish and just like, all right, I, I get it, you know, for you to get your powers back and this and that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It just it didn't seem like it, it went well. You know what no. I mean? Like, and, and two minutes before that, that scene where she, she gives up her wish for Steve and starts getting her powers back. Um, two minutes before that, there was like a seven minute scene of them in the in her apartment where Steve was trying to convince her to give back her wish. And she yeah. is acting like a teenage girl, like just no, just being it. It just it never she, she never felt like Wonder Woman. She never felt like a developed character that she had been not just in the previous film, but had as we had seen her one of the most influential characters or one of the most grounded characters in like the Batman versus Superman and the Justice League, you know, and granted those movies take place after this movie yeah canonically but, but that doesn't matter because she was that character when we first, first saw her in the first movie yeah. so and i that was my biggest struggle i was like i feel like this story would have been better told um in the first movie 
and we got the first movie in the second movie. Now, obviously, time frame and all that would be kind of a hard struggle, but I feel like her struggle to become that um, image of Wonder Woman that she did in the and and throughout the first Wonder Woman movie, I feel like that is what needed to be done. But I don't like the fact that that was done <clears throat> in the first movie, and then in this movie, like you said, she backtracked and went from being that image to being and essentially selfish in a way because it was more about her and all. And I get it; every hero, everybody has that struggle, you know, power, you know, themselves versus everyone else. I get it, but I just I don't think it was portrayed right in this movie. Uh, so I will give you that. I mean, the, the movie just doesn't have that strong Wonder Woman feel. But I do like the performance. Um, I, I think the actors and actresses all did a great job with their characters, which is one of the things that helped this movie. Uh, and again, the little things here and there. But overall, yes, it, it did struggle to be a good movie compared to the first. And that's really hard with sequels. Um, and we've seen it multiple, multiple times. And I honestly think the curse of the DC movies is always being compared to the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Universe did such a great job with their movies, and they put more time and effort into it. And I feel like DC's trying to play catch-up, and the more they try and play catch-up, the more they sway away from the actual meaning behind the DC Universe, trying to make it as, as powerful and impactful as the Marvel does. Not saying that there's not good DC movies uh, or good moments in DC movies. Like I still enjoy all of them, some obviously better than others. But I think as long as they try and, you know, live up to the Marvel Universe and hide in that shadow, they're never going to make really, really good movies. And you're going to get these where you have, oh, this was a good movie. Not the best, but a good movie. And then this one, nope, that just fell short. Uh, this one was okay. Nope, this one fell short. I just, I just, I just can't, I can't say enough. My biggest thing is I don't, I don't know what happened. It's the yeah. same cast. It's the same director, the same writer. But... I just I just don't know what happened. It's it's the same team and it's just such a downgrading quality, especially considering that this movie was delayed a long time due to COVID. I mean it was supposed to come out in you know the beginning of the year. I think it was like originally supposed to come out in like March or something. Um and was delayed due to COVID. And there's still parts in this movie from just from a CGI aspect that are just, just not good you know it's just it's it's just a question of what happened i don't know what happened that this movie is such a backpedal uh such a backward step from what the original wonder woman was i it's just i just don't know and i don't have an answer for that that's that's my biggest disappointment is i just don't know what happened there's no logical explanation for why this is so much worse yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I, I think, that, like you said, it definitely had a lot of potential. And who knows what or, or why. Maybe they were trying to go more of a feel from a different approach. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It, it fell apart in more ways than it should have. Um, and, like, we've seen in the other DC movies like that, too. I still like it. I still think it's enjoyable. Um, to a point, there were things I didn't like about it. And I, I think we've covered most of that in this review so far. I mean, you could get into details like the armor and the cheetah and everything else, but <clears throat> I think they had a good story to be told. This didn't tell it in the best of ways, but I still think it's watchable. I still mm -hmm. think that anybody who enjoys the DC universe enjoys wonder woman and all and so on should at least give this a try, even if it's just to add to their DC collection of movies as far as being watched and go, it's okay. Or, yeah, I kind of like it. Or it's the typical DC movie. Um, that being said, without rewatching it, I will say that I still am a fan of Aquaman in this DC series. <laughs> We've talked about this a couple times. I enjoyed Aquaman. We may have I'd to have do, to. We may I might have, have to go do, back and rewatch it yeah. to see if I, it actually holds value. Like the first time I watched it, because I really enjoyed it the first time, but I'd have to go back and rewatch it to see if it still holds up. Um, but I know I rewatched Justice League before watching Wonder Woman, and I was like, man, I'm looking forward to '84 because I enjoyed, you know, Wonder Woman's character. I just, 
I also was slightly disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I'm still fighting for her, though. Man, I, I will I will happily be the supervillain of this of this of this review because I was just I was I was so disappointed. It was just, you know, it's it's like that the old the old thing with your parents. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I think we've made a breakthrough then because you went from <laughs> from the sounds of it hating this movie to at least no, I did explaining. Hate the, I, I did hate this movie, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at this movie. <laughs> well, there is a difference. I guess that's that's you know something positive from it. It's yeah, progress. Yeah. So it's yeah, progress. so this this will not be a rewatch for me movie for me in the slightest. Wonder Woman, I'll go back to Wonder Woman 1984. I have I yeah. have no interest in seeing this movie again. It, it is, it's just so it's just so disappointing. It's so upsetting. Um, yeah. Uh, to me, it's it's a rewatch as far as maybe just kind of refreshing on the DC universe. Like, you know, especially with the Marvel universe, at, at some point we all like to go back and rewatch the Marvel universe, um, you know, whether beginning to end or whatever, just for the journey. Same thing with the Star Wars movies. We like to go back and rewatch those, any type of trilogy, sequels, stuff like that. So to me, it's rewatchable if you're going through that. But if I had to choose, I would go back and watch the first one, the woman over this one easily. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you there. Um, but I mean, I guess there's not really much else to say. I mean, we can get into all the little, little tiny details, but honestly, I don't know if there's really anything else we could say on this one. No, no, I think I'm, I think, uh, think I'm good. I mean, there's not even, there's not even much, much trivia stuff I want to cover, uh, man. It's Oh, I, I will say, I think the opening with the whole island and the Olympic, uh, or Amazon Olympics was kind of cool. Oh, I will say kind of a, a, a agreed. I will say trivia on that. The, the 12 year old girl that played young Diana did all of her own stunts because she did the, she did the moves better than her stunt doubles did. Oh, that's awesome. So that 12 year old girl did her own stunts. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, um, cause I, I mentioned a little notes, just, you know, the Amazon Olympic, I did enjoy all that. I thought that was really cool. And I liked the flashback to that, like they did in the first movie. So I was really excited for that. But then I think after that, it just kind of slowly started going downhill after that. Yeah. Um, as far as story goes, not performances, I really enjoyed everyone's performance and, and so on, but all right. Well, if you don't have much trivia, I mean, I threw mine out there with Astra cause I thought that was cool. <laughs> that was really all I had. Yeah, that was. I mean, that, seeing the Linda Carter cameo, despite you know, despite by by this point the, the the movie's over, and I'm I'm just sitting here shaking my head, you know, with 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 my <laughs> my head in my hands, just going why, why, and then and then the Linda Carter cameo pops up, and I was like, well, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, cool. all right, that's fair enough. That cool. that still hit me in the feels, you know. Um, well, so I that guess was, that's that it for this neat. week. So I, I'd say the battle is still ongoing. We're we're currently tied. So I, I appreciate all the heroes out there helping me, and I'm sure you have your villains out there helping you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with this hero battle, you know, onward going, uh, I think we should jump into our next movie. Yes, which, if I'm not mistaken, is is one of the last of the season. It'll actually uh, be the last individual review of season two of Friday Films. So with that epic foreshadowing, (laughs) we'll leave you with this. If you liked what you listened to on this episode of Friday Films, don't forget you can let us know on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Presents. Share your thoughts with us. Let us know um, what your what your feelings on Wonder Woman were compared to the rest of the DC Universe, compared to the previous Wonder Woman. Whether or not you enjoyed the epic level of camp and 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 smattering of references that were thrown throughout this film. Um, and once again, let us know what movies you want us to review. Jordan and I are always looking for new uh, new movies, new films to watch. Whatever keeps us keeps us moving forward when it comes to the uh, the podcast, because Let's be honest, we're going to watch them anyway, so we might as well talk about them at some point. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> um, but with that said, ladies and gentlemen, our movie for next week, which, as Jordan mentioned, is actually the last 
individual review of season two will be the Midnight's Netflix's The Midnight Sky, both directed and starring George Clooney. Uh, so next week we will be re- reviewing The Midnight Sky. Um, but also after that, we will be leading into the fine much of month of March 2021, which Jordan and I aren't much for sports. We're not, you know, we're not really sports guys. You know, I'll, I'll watch some soccer. Jordan, Jordan will watch the, uh, the, the, the like, Eagles every now and then. But uh, as a occasional football, yeah, baseball, yeah whatever yeah. I feel like it. it but we're, in case you can't tell, we're not really sports guys. We're more of sit in front of our TV and watch movie guys. Go figure. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean we don't enjoy the 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 sport of competition. So we decided we're going to do our own March Madness bracket. Forget basketball. Forget the NCAA. We're doing our own March Madness. The Friday Films March Madness. We we are bringing on special guests to join us for a four-part, four weeks back-to-back bracket-style debate where we will each bring to the table what we would consider our quote-unquote perfect films. And we'll be debating on them in a random bracket um, for the for the for the all four weeks of March, ending in a unanimous vote of Friday Films' most quote unquote perfect film. So join us if you haven't joined us yet. Join us in March for that awesome special event that will end season two of Friday Films. But of course, as you all know, we will be back. That is true. Very true. And on that note, all heroes and villains out there are always welcome. You know, we enjoy a little, a little, uh, a battle here and there with our movies, as I'm sure you've have heard in our other reviews, but until the next one comes around or until our March madness, uh, showdown, which I'm actually looking forward to, I'm just going to let the credits roll.